0: back to the ACMS podcast. I'm Josh, your host. Today's guest is Resident Architectural with Grant Ripple, the co-founder. This is part two of the podcast. Make sure that you guys are signing up for ACMS and also as well for competitions that we have going on for 2023. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast and enjoy and good luck with finals.
1: Well, I think, I think the first important thing in networking is to know your audience. That's part of, honestly, the reason why I ask those Initial questions, okay, about you know who is the audience of this podcast. There are networking groups that I'm a part of and that Resin is a part of, and um, we at times interact with the same people repeatedly throughout the year, or you know maybe it's once a quarter. We're sitting at the same table as some of the same people that know us and have known us for years. Um, but there will be new individuals in those groups and in those connections. And so how do we um, how do we network appropriately? Well. You know, if I have the same canned message that is printed on the back of my business card, which it's not, you know, I don't have a message on my business card, but as an example, okay, there's in the industry, in the professional, you know, world, sometimes there's this talk of, you know, what's your elevator pitch? Well, your elevator pitch is, you know, supposed to be succinct enough that it can be clearly stated in the time that you're sharing an elevator with somebody that has a a role. But networking goes much deeper than an elevator pitch. And so that elevator pitch may be a core fundamental um, principle in how you work and what your company represents. But the networking needs to be more nuanced. It needs to be tailored to the the specific scenarios or complexities or situation, the individuals that you're networking with. I mean, if you're coming completely cold to network, you, you need to understand who you're approaching and what their background is, at least to some level, so that you don't tell them something that that they maybe are an expert in more than you are, or they've had a, a completely different experience and you need to um, share an alternate scenario that might change their perspective for good or, or not good, I guess, based on their prior experience. So networking, in my opinion, and in my experience, it really comes down to knowing more about the individual that you're striving to network with. Now, I'm not suggesting that we go out and stalk people before we go to a networking meeting, but you know, you you could start with some simple questions. Um, you know, understanding what those individuals or that group is hoping to get out of out of that networking opportunity, because networking is more than the than the 15 or 30 second elevator uh, to be good networking. You've got to dive a little bit deeper, drill deeper into the discussion and really help those individuals understand the value in what you are able to offer professionally or personally, because networking is both.
0: Yes. And I think it's, it's, it's important that you're able to know your audience. Thank you for sharing. That's a really good indicator there for our classmates. And what are the key indicators that you look for an in for an intern? Great, uh, great question. I I mentioned earlier that
1: we, we wish we could hire more interns than we're able to, quite honestly. I feel like this is very important for the audience to understand because hopefully there are people listening who might want to come and work at Resin. And the first thing I would say is if you, first of all, if you do not immediately get an internship, do not think that we don't see the value in you. Because we have very limited opportunities for internships. And we've laid out a a little bit of a roadmap of when we can bring on new interns and how long that uh, needs to happen and how we structure interweaving of multiple interns and things like that. So the first thing I want to emphasize is if the first time you reach out and, and hope for an internship, if you do not get it, don't give up If you really want to work for resin, do not give up. Um, The second thing is we look for people that we look for individuals who are dedicated to teaching and learning. They're committed. They're creative they're consistent. These are, these are our core values. So now you might think, well, I check all those boxes. So again, maybe the timing's just not right. Maybe we had 10 perfect candidates and it is a really hard decision for us. You know, we can only take one and we've got 10 awesome candidates. So again, don't give up. Now resin architecture does not use the same software that you use on campus. And in the past we have, um, offered opportunities for exposure to our workflow and our software and the technology um, that we use in hopes that it will spark an interest in some of the students that are there, or recent graduates for that matter. I think you mentioned that maybe recent graduates are listening to this podcast as well. So we do not use the software that is taught in your classes up there. And we are, um, so we do a lot of teaching, but It is amazing when we see an intern candidate who is willing to explore and learn without us needing to take the initiative to teach. Because I will tell you, it is a huge investment for an employer to bring on an intern and to train. And then there is a risk that this intern might say, well, I did my three-month internship and I'm, I'm ready to move on. I want to explore the world. I want to see some other opportunity. And thank you. I'm, you know, and we've just invested three months or six months or 12 months, depending how long, uh, you know, we we're able to keep the intern. We've invested a lot of energy in that time and a lot of resources. And then to not see an interest or a a deep dedication to learning on your own, that's problematic. And sometimes that's the straw in our decision. Like, do we feel like this individual will take initiative to learn and to grow without us holding their hand and without us guiding them along? We need to see thinkers and problem solvers. And we need to see people who are not afraid to jump in and learn and not afraid to be taught or corrected if need be. And, um, but also not afraid to maybe teach Graham as an older guy that there's a new shortcut or there's a new workflow. And I'm excited to learn about that. And I might then share something back. Okay. So the internship experience, my personal internship experience was, was decades ago. I worked for a small firm. I worked then for a larger firm um, or a mid-sized firm, thirty plus. I think we grew up to about fifty people in the time I was there, and um, I did not appreciate at the time or understand the amount of investment that um, the employer was putting into my professional success. Now I do like to think that I was learning very quickly and innovating and bringing ideas, but I was always there to listen. And so, um, so the the big thing about internship is don't give up if you really want to work for resin or for whatever company you're chasing. Be persistent. Learn what you need to know to be a better candidate. So for example, we use ArchiCAD as a software, not the software you teach up on campus or that's taught up on campus. ARCHICAD was a BIM software before the term BIM was coined. And at the time, it was called virtual building. That goes back to the mid-80s. Virtual building is what we do. We build virtually, accurately, precisely, with accurate composites, and then we can walk people in and we can peel skins away off the walls so that you see where the studs are and the plumbing lines and the, and the structural beams and things like that. Okay. If you're not learning it at school, are you hoping and expecting that we are going to teach you every aspect of that? Or will you go download a trial version and get the student license and, and see what you can learn on your own? That's what I'm encouraging. I mean, if you want to um, have an internship opportunity, we need to see that you're willing to take initiative and be proactive. In that, I hope that's not overbearing in in the idea of internship, but that's the reality.
0: I think you hit it right, and now I think consistency, actually taking initiative, is a, a, a big indicator because it demonstrates that you are acting, you're taking action. I think when you're able to take action, you demonstrate that you're interested, and you demonstrate that you really want this internship. Having consistency is, I think, one of the biggest things that you can do within your career or even at school. And sometimes I think when some people is like, oh, I already mastered Revit and they feel really comfortable with that. They stay in that little bubble. But having an interest in different softwares and like, you know, SketchUp or Archeocat, you're able to even grow as a person or as an individual and you can offer more to that company or to your you know your friends your team that you're able to provide those skills and it's beautiful because you grow and that's the whole point you want to grow as an individual and offer those services um, my question that i like to ask this to a lot of people that are currently working in the field is how do you maintain a balance between family and work i know sometimes like projects are not so much of exhausting but can demand a lot of more hours and sometimes being at home how do you guys balance that within your, um, your company? This is a great question, and it's a difficult question. Now, I recognize
1: architecture is not taught directly up at BYU-Idaho. I, I didn't attend BYU-Idaho, but I did attend a, a very focused uh, architecture program. And um, one of the things that I feel is consistent in the profession and from the professionals I knew as a student and, and those that maybe were visiting instructors at the university is that um, architects love what they do. And boy, when you love what you do, having a balance is more challenging for sure. Certainly, I love my family. Absolutely, I love my family and they are the top priority. I love my work. I love the creative side of things. So there is a very necessary balance between these two things. And there is no magic wand that says, if you do this, you will maintain balance. We encourage that our employees have a balanced life. It is difficult when there are deadlines. We, for example, on occasion, we will ask, um, are you willing to work overtime? We have a lot of work are you willing to work overtime? We're not saying you are here and you need to stay here and we're going to pay you overtime, but you have to stay. Call your family and tell them you won't be home. We do not do that. We invite, we ask, we offer the opportunity. We hope that because of the culture that we have and that we have each other's backs, that when needed, people will jump in. And then we want to balance that and offset that. So even going back a couple of weeks, my colleague here in the office, we had a very long week and, and this individual spouse uh, had a day off from uh, their employment. So basically the employee said, well, can I take a long weekend because we worked a long week or we were anticipating a long week after? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So we strive to see those opportunities for balance. Are we perfect at it? No. But we, we want there to be balance because the worst thing that can happen is for somebody to be so out of balance that they are unhealthy or that their personal relationships are unhealthy and suffer as a result of what we do. So I don't have the magic answer that probably everybody wants, but culturally, it is very important for resin that we have balance. And balance for me might be different than balance for one of my employer and partners or one of my employees or interns. Balance is a very individual thing. There is no blanket. Here is how we achieve balance. As a firm, we have a lot of flexibility as a firm, and we recognize that different situations require sometimes some flexibility. And even down to our interns, you know, we recognize that when school is in session, when they're on track, we might need additional flexibility there. And maybe it's a, it's a midterms week or a project deadline week, and we're okay with that as long as it's communicated in advance. You know, if we get a phone call at 745 that says, hey, we're not going to be in today because I decided not to do my homework last night, play video games instead. And, and uh, you know, I've got this deadline. They never tell us they're playing video games, by the way. But, you know, I decided to procrastinate or whatever. Mm-hmm. Balance is important. And we look to help our team have balance between their personal, their family, and the work lives. And I, I just will, you know, say that is our goal. We want our team to be balanced.
0: Well, thank you. I do appreciate sharing that. I think, like you said, there's not like an actual script or a perfect structure for balance in that. It all depends within, like you offer it to your teammates and you offer them to them if they want to work overtime. I think it's so, it's good that you're able to, you know, give them that option and how they can act in their own agency. Well, we're almost at the end of the podcast and I would like to ask this to the people that represent their companies and what, what defines resin? Like, what does it mean more to you or to others that don't understand the vision that you have for resin? There, there really are two components to this.
1: I think one is the external one is the relationship between resin and our clients. And I've mentioned this previously during the podcast today, but we are about vision driven solutions. Okay, you take that in the hundred different ways that it can be interpreted. Okay, vision-driven solutions. The second aspect of this is more internal. You know, what is resin's uh, core and trajectory, I would, I would say. And we, we have a phrase that we use internally, and that's not what I'm going to share right now, because this isn't the right audience for that. The the phrase that is appropriate for resin's trajectory is that um, we are on the cutting edge of this wave and we will continue to be on this cutting edge. We will adapt. We will continue to innovate and we will continue to lead. And the reality is for the last five years, we've established enough momentum that we are the leader here in Eastern Idaho and even to a broader region. So in a nutshell, we will continue to innovate and lead. And what resin looks like five years from now might be completely different than what it is now, because we will stay on that cutting edge.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that when you said that, it made me like kind of visualize you guys with like 60 more employees and I can like see your different departments. So like already within your, your architectural firm. And it it just got me really emotional when you said that, because it's just like, I don't know, like when you are being really optimistic of your company, it demonstrates so much how you believe to the core of all the elements in every single person that it's part of your team. It kind of like just shows that you would see them succeed no matter what, even if like, you know, if you have a recession or if don't like we're still going to have success no matter what and I I love that you shared that but I don't know if you would like to share any other comments or anything else that you would like to share
1: yeah I just I just want to say I'm really honored that um, you reached out to resin Um, we have had a great relationship with BYU Idaho and the students there and there are opportunities that we will continue to offer we did a scholarship opportunity this uh, past fall semester and there will be some awards uh, given here in a, in a couple of weeks uh, with regards to that. There will be future scholarship opportunities that are sponsored by resin. And uh, you know, we would encourage those who are interested to pay attention um, because it's it's a great thing. And we love to see the initiative of students. So we hope to continue a great relationship with the department there and with the students. And we hope that you know, we're able to welcome um, additional future students and emerging professionals into resin as the
0: years move forward. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. And I think when you guys, when I'm able to visit your website, I could just see like all the students that you have, like your architects in training, it demonstrates like, you know, how much you believe in them and how they're going to succeed with all the skills and experiences they're building there at at Resin Architectural. And thank you for looking at our students here or my teammates as well here at BYUI because we understand that you guys are one of the leaders here in Eastern Idaho in design. And thank you. I do appreciate for the opportunity through you being on the podcast.